Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode here on Pro Cycling Transfer Talks. And this is our fourth episode of the 2024 season, where we discuss the rumors, we look up the confirmations, and yeah, just all the interesting news going around the world tour scene. But I can't do this on my own. As always, I'm joined by Mr. Gregor himself, Ewan Wilson. And I mean, Ewan, transfers, it's gotten a bit crazy lately since the it's opened with all the confirmations coming out in their drips and drabs. Yes, the floodgates have well and truly opened. August 1st is when the teams can officially announce the transfers. And since then, we've had uh, confirmation surprises, fewer rumors, but definitely more sort of uh, more concrete leads for the transfer season next year. But we might as well start off with like a team we've been very interested with this transfer season. Plenty of confirmations out, nothing really coming in. Ineos Grandes, Ewan, um, we spoke about them on the Echelon Cycling Podcast about the rumor of the merger with Sudal Quickstep, but yeah, where are they right now with, with everything? Well, that's the big question here. Lots of people sort of questioning Ineos and where they're going to be next year. They have not announced any riders incoming, despite all the pressure for Remco Avenable and, and that rumor that we've discussed at length here on Transfer Talks in episode three, and also over on the Echelon Cycling Podcast. There is one sort of um, hopeful seed here in the Ineos tree, which I'll plant before we dive into the people leaving, or the transfers we thought were coming but aren't coming, uh, is Carlos Rodriguez. We spoke about him in episode three. We've spoken about him in the past as well on Transfer Talks, also in the Echelon Cycling Podcast. There's been a year-long rumor of him going to Movistar from Ineos Grenadiers. However, after the Tour de France, it's now looking like Rodriguez could be staying at Ineos. This room has been building and building since that final week of the Tour de France. And now Gazzetta dello Sports, Chiro Scone Emilio, tweeted saying that it is 80% likely that Carlos Rodriguez will stay at Ineos Grenadiers next year. Scott, opening with that one, Rodriguez not going to Movistar. An awful lot of hot air over the past 12 months. Yeah, sad times really, isn't it? We really, we discussed at length how he really would have fit into Movistar, but... When you're scoring days after that performance at the Tour de France, I think, yeah, that's almost as good as a signing keeping him, if not better. Yeah, exactly. At this point, it feels like a signing. Now let's go to the other side of the coin and the rumours that we've been talking about earlier this year that don't seem to be coming into fruition. This seems to be a common theme. These rumours that we had of riders moving to Ineos Grenadiers are now falling through. First of all, let's look towards Tobias Foss. We spoke about him in the first episode of Transfer Talks this season. Um, it's been pretty well known now for most of the season that Tobias Foss will not be staying at Jumbo Visma. However, the Norwegian press are now saying that Tobias Foss is no longer linked to Ineos Grenadiers. That opens up more avenues. I believe in episode one, we spoke about Israel Premier Tech being an option for Tobias Foss. That's better. Bleak, bleak uh, outlook right now on Tobias Foss, as with Ineos Grandiers, like you were saying. But there's more. Carlos Barona is well, one of the few riders coming in this season. We, we were led to believe that deal has also fallen through, as has the Victor Lafay move that we spoke about in episode three, the last episode of Transfer Talks. It looks as though Victor Lafay might actually be staying at Covetous, uh, despite big, big interest following a breakthrough Tour de France. Obviously, yeah, okay, so they're missing out on key targets, but the confirmation since last time as well, Ben Tollett out, Danny Martinez, we spoke about a rumor a lot, that came through confirmation, Theo Gegenhart confirmed as well, so like a lot of big riders going out the door, and your one of your favorites, Pavel Sivakov as well to UAE, that was a big loss. 
yeah, I don't think I quite realized how many writers that were until you went onto that list. But, but that's an awful lot of writers leaving the squad. Do bear in mind, last year, for instance, Ines Grenadiers announced a lot of their transfers towards the end of the season, towards the autumn time. So bear that in mind that Ineos were late to the party last year. But given that there is really no incoming transfer gossip for Ineos Grenadiers, it is slightly worrying. The only one being Emrenko Avenepoel, and he doesn't even believe it. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, yeah, it, it is quite worrying this late as well. How many riders are still available on the market as well? Are they getting swept up? Uh, even Ben Wiggins is gone now, so they can't take him. Uh, but we might as well move away from Ineos Grandiers for once. Um, no Remco Venpool talk, really, as we said, but we mentioned them, so I guess that counts. Little Trek, the connection point there being Theo Gegenhardt, and I mean, being the confirmation from Ineos Grandiers. And uh, Ewan, they've really gone for a shopping spree of late. Exactly that. They have, it's a supermarket sweep, of everybody really on the just gonna market. go for <laughs> it's 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 low-hanging fruit uh you could say like an aisle four but there are a lot of not even rumors confirmations at this point um they are the kings of the transfer season let's dive into it the headline here is theo gegenhardt that was a rumor for a while we spoke about it in the first episode of transfer talks this year we didn't think it was plausible at the time but it's actually happened um and he seems really excited for this deal to come through the other big headline is the Malia Ciclomino winner this year, Jonathan Milan of Italy. He's coming across with many Italians, despite the fact the team have lost their Italian title sponsor of Segafredo. It looks like Little Trek are just harvesting Italian talent here. Add into the mix there, Andrea Bajoli from Sudal Quickstep, who recently won a stage at the Tour of Wallonia. Also Fabio Fellini, who was at the team a couple of years back, let's rem- remember that. And finally, Simone Consoni, Olympic gold medal winner in the team pursuit and a sort of road star in his own right, a winner of a stage in the Middle East at the beginning of this season. Then you add in the riders who aren't Italian into the mix. Patrick Conrad confirmed. We spoke about that in the other episodes, as well as Ryan Gibbons. I think we alluded to that one in the in episode three of Transfer Talks. So, Scott, this is an awful lot of riders. Let me count. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven confirmed. Yeah, quite restructuring as well of the team. Just showing like they are building around the Theo Gegenhardt project to some extent. Do you think they've strengthened their team? Do you think it's they've added value to the team with these signings? And I should also factor in, I forgot someone who, who's moved mid-season. Maz Payerson's brother, Martin Payerson, oh, has yeah, also jumped yeah. into the squad. But I mean, that was a mid-season transfer that no one saw coming. But they've definitely strengthened the team. A lot of really good signings, I think. And, and at this point, we should probably mention the little development team, which is launching for the 2024 season. It's taking on a bunch of new talent. They actually announced just a full roster the other day. An exciting couple of years look on the horizon for Little Trek. Where are they going to go from here? Well, as often happens when we record a transfer talks, uh, the world has moved on. And the uh, UN, this is one of the big Galacticos as we talk about or normally. And who is it? And what's the what's the story here? Well, exactly that. A day after we actually recorded the bulk of this episode, uh, this bombshell gets dropped. Uh, Primoz Roglic linked with a potential move to Lidl Trek, according to Escape Collective, their editor-in-chief, Kaylee Fretz, uh, releasing the story that um, Roglic may be moving across 
Not this year. The article is pretty pragmatic. Roglic's team is very pragmatic. Roglic's agent, Mattia Gali, was actually uh, contacted as part of the piece. And he said that it was a little surprised about the speculation surrounding Primoz Roglic moving to Lidl Trek. The Lidl Trek team manager has said that they've gone from being one of the bottom third of pro cycling budgets now to being one of the top third up in that top tier. And he indicated that a Roglic signing would be a good fit, but reiterated the hurdle that is the rider's current contract situation and would not directly confirm that talks have taken place between Lidl Trek and Primoz Roglic. Quote, this is all hypothetical. As we know, Primoz has a contract for next year with Jumbo, but of course it's evident he would be a great fit for our team. A rider with his Palmares and racing craft would really align with the vision we have for the team. So Scott, that's the latest chapter in what has been another turn in the Primoz Roglic transfer story. Yeah, I mean, we're quite keen on him moving away, obviously, with uh, Jonas Bingle kind of taking over the whole team. What is his future? Obviously, he's won every single stage race he's entered this year, but yeah, him fitting into a little trek is quite interesting. You Do you think he fits in as well? Theo Gegenhardt, they, they seem to be... Well, with this injection of money, moving away from the one-stage win by Mess Pilsen or someone like that, to now like, oh, you know what, guys, we could get the podium, we could get a Grand Tour. I don't think they've ever won a Grand Tour, have they? Definitely not as track. YouTube oh. sensation Chris Horner. Oh, the okay. 2013 yeah, okay, fair enough. Um, but I think he could definitely fit into the team I, i'm intrigued to see what's going to happen with, with teo gigenhart next year to see that sort of amuse bouche for the gc led little trek squad and that little trek he'd really jump into that squad as the top gun sorry teo gigenhart but it's true would he win a tour de france at little trek i don't no. quite think so please to refer to our echelon video he needs that curse that is true. Would Sepkus move across with him? Ooh. Um, but I would say he could probably win that like record equaling Bolter at Lidl Trek. They've won the Bolter before with with YouTube sensation Chris Horner. <laughs> yeah, I mean, speaking of Ineos Grandes former riders, uh, Miguel Landa, Ewan, big story here, him joining Sudal Quickstep to try and, I mean, strengthen their GC team for Remco Venable. A two-year contract as well. I was bamboozled when I first read about this rumor. I didn't think it would happen. This is Landissimo Land- dead. Maybe <laughs> because he's now going to be a domestique. I like Lander, but I think ever since he was a Sky, I don't think Lander as a domestique has been super strong. But it could make sense if him and Remco get on and, and work well together. Then it could be quite a quite a dynamic duo, but at the same time, are they going to harmonize or are they going to be singing in different keys? That's the that's the one sort of worry I have. I mean, you kind of need to do this kind of thing to fight Yombo and UAE. Yeah, and, and they also lost Michael Storer, who was another big transfer target for them. He's now confirmed to go to Tudor next year. So they lost him. Uh, we don't really know what's happening with George Bennett, who was another big target for the squad next year, but Lander has pulled through. Two years of a contract, surprising for, for this squad to usually give shorter contracts, but they definitely believe in Lander. And even in the announcement video, they mentioned him being a domestique for Remco. So I guess they have a clear vision for what they wanted Boom. to do. Know your place. <laughs> well, we might as well keep on the theme of Quickstep, former rider, Sam Bennett. 
Uh, you're a fan, Ewan. What's yes. the story with him? We've had quite a drama going on, a saga, if you will. So this all happens with, with the sort of fallout from him not making the Tour de France squad at Borahanskara. He's out of a contract next year. Then we were led to believe that he was going to human-powered health. Now now we're spinning into that one to do a quick fly-by visit for, for this headline, that human-powered health, the American pro-continental squad, or pro-team as they're now known, uh, that will be folding, at least on the men's side next year. The women's team will still be there, but human-powered health have actually told their riders to look for contracts elsewhere for next season. So the likelihood of that happening is zilch, really. So the new rumor that we're having from Chiro Scott Emilio and Daniel Benson, the two big transfer gurus of, of cycling Twitter, is that Sam Bennett is heading over to Azure Desert Citroën. Very interesting indeed. Azure Desert, I don't think I've really had a good sprinter since Jan Kirsipu. Correct me if I'm wrong in the comments. but um, Samuel Dumoulin. <laughs> yeah, I guess you could say that. Yeah, um, no. no. <laughs> but this this would be an interesting signing. Sam Bennett actually trained in France. He used to ride for Francaise des Jeux back in his development days. And it, it, it makes sense. Does it though? Who, who's going to lead him out? Ben oh, O'Connor? yeah, true. <laughs> um, well, yeah, not it's... not Clément Venturini. He's he's now confirmed to be going to Arkea, um, who was probably their second best sprinter. I didn't really know. Yeah, so it's a hard one, isn't it? Yeah, who's but the leader, man. Yeah, but he could sweep up like Coupe de France prizes. Like he could go to the. Boucle de Charente Marie team or whatever it's called and win that and hoover up world tour points. Not a bad life. Yeah. Yeah, it's all right. I mean, you can still be 37 and win Coupe de France races. But, it's true. Yeah, we might as well move on to a team that, well, they weren't really linked with them. Israel Primatek, Ewan. We're big fans. Uh, they've unleashed some signings or released some signings. One that was quite Ethan Vernon, which really caught me off guard. But yeah, you and what signings of Israel Primatek? Is there a long list? Three big sprinters, really. Uh, well, two big sprinters and one great leader, man. Ethan Vernon, as you mentioned, uh, he's won stages now at the World Tour level over the past two seasons, in fact. Maybe he felt the pressure uh, at Sudar Quickstep deciding to jump ships to Israel Premier Tech. Yeah, there wasn't really any any whispers about this one. It just came out of the blue. However, on the other hand, Pascal Ackerman, we spoke about this in episode three of Transfer Talks. He's now confirmed to be going over to Israel Premier Tech, along with Michael Schwarzman, who was his lead out man years gone by at Bora Hansgrohe when he was there. So they're now joining up once again at Israel Premier Tech. The Ethan Werner one. Is that because of Fabio Jakobsen's lack of opportunities there? Luke Lamperty joining as well. Remco Venepol, obviously, that takes away a lot of opportunity as well for a sprinter. But then Pascal Ackerman here now. So For Vernon, yeah, I guess just similar. Have we seen Ethan Vernon at a Grand Tour yet? I don't think so, no. Yeah. So in that case, he's probably going to get a Grand Tour start with Israel. So... That's a big bonus. If they help him as well, do the track side as well. Like, I mean, Derek G's at Israel Premier Tech does the track as well as the road. Maybe that also factors into it because Vernon is one of these multidiscipline riders. Yeah, that's very true. We might as well move on to Astana. This one's very interesting. Uh, we were, well, talking about shock confirmations, uh, Ewan, who, who did they announce? Quite, it, quite interesting. 
two big shock ones. Let's begin with probably the bigger name, uh, Tour Slovenia stage winner this year and former polka dot jersey of the Tour de France. Sorry, I either selling from Bora Hansberg mm. going to Astana. This was bananas. I didn't. I had to sort of check the tweet twice to see if it was one of those fake accounts online trying to get clout. The other rogue one, Anton Chami of Uno X Pro Cycling, the Danish rider who um, was it the Strava KOM challenge that he burst through at? Uh, the, the Taiwan, Taiwan KOM, yeah. He won it very young as well. But he's now confirmed to be going to Astana next year, which is surprising given that he. I don't know. He got to the France side with Uno X. We thought he was going to develop through their ranks and be part of their big ambitions on the world tour level. Once one signing that we weren't too shocked about, we spoke about it in episode two, I think, of Transfer Talks, Lorenzo Fortunato. Uh, that has been confirmed actually the week of upload, as well as Max Cantor. That's been announced as well. Max Cantor, who was at Movistar, he's a sprinter for reference if you uh, forgot what his characteristics were like, which could be a sign of other things to come. Remember, Case Bowl has extended with Astana Kazakhstan next year, and we await the potential extension of one big sprinter, Mark Cavendish. So, Scott, four, four confirmations, two big, big surprises. What do you think? Yeah, I think it's quite, quite a good addition. We said it as well. Astana's kind of not really hit the mark this year. Yes, Mark Cavendish has won the Giro d'Italia stage, but compared to the Astanas of previous years, they're nowhere. So it, it feels like a rebuild process for them, almost. But anyways, we might as well finish up with DSM, Fermanik. Yeah, you're in quite some interesting signings going on here. One of our favorite riders uh, returning to the team as well. Yep, yeah, that is Warren Barguil of France, a former Tour de France stage winner, former Vuelta stage winner, former French national champion. He's, he's, he's done a lot of things. A lot of them were at DSM uh, back in the mid stroke early 2010s. That's where he won his first Grand Tour stage and his actual, the last Grand Tour stage he won back in 2017 was with DSM. And he is moving back to the squad, which is interesting to see. A bit like John Degenkolb, who moved back last year as well uh, to, to DSM. It's sort of like a yin and well, it's like a duality thing of DSM. It's like either young 20 year olds or these guys in their 30s coming back for their last dance. It's like nothing in between. Um, speaking of the in-between, Harm van Hauke, uh, who's at DSM at the moment, will be leaving next year. It hasn't quite clicked and his contract has uh, been severed early. This seems to be a, a, a long-running trend at DSM uh, that we've noticed. And finally, the, the big one is that Fabio Jakobsen has been confirmed to be moving to DSM Feminich next year. Yeah, huge signing. We've spoken about it so many times. Uh, and Warren Bagheel, hopefully, last dance, as you said, can do something. But he, he's not been great this season, to be honest. He needs a Giro stage win. Yeah. To, add, to, well, to finish the, the collection. Is there anyone else you can think of? Arno Dili, favorite yeah. of the podcast? Yeah, Arno Dili has extended now through to 2026. A couple of interesting signings over at RKS Samzik in the French scene. Well, they confirmed Arnaud Demar's mid-season move uh, as well, which we spoke about as a rumor, but for well, for next year, but we didn't realize it would happen. So from August 1st, uh, Arnaud Demar is now a rider for Arkea. He's actually been competing for Arkea already this season. Uh, also, they confirmed Vincenzo Albanese, the Italian sprinter from Eolo Cometa, who we believed was going to EF. That um, did not happen. He's going to Arkea. As is Clément Venturini, the 
the French national cyclocross champion, as well as Laurence Eus of uh, of Antimarche uh, Wanty. We're at a really strong Giro d'Italia, and he's moving over to Arkea next year. They're also losing the current Ukrainian champion, Andriy Ponomar. He is, uh, well, he's left the team mid-season, actually. Also, Stefano Aldani of Alperson de Koenig. He is rumoured to be moving to Cofidis next year. Under the radar signing with that one. In terms of Israel Premier Tech, we now have the confirmation that Giacomo Nizzola is heading across to Q36.5 next year, as is Frederick Frizon from Lotto Destiny, who had a strong classics campaign this year. I'm really excited to see how this one's going to go. Now let's go to a sprinter in Max Valscheid, who's announced that he's going to Jacob L. Ula next year. As well as, Scott, I would say one of the most surprising ones of the year, Sven Erik Buström has announced that he is going to Groupama Francaise des Jeux. Yeah, that caught me by surprise quite a bit. And with that, I would say that's definitely the end of what's been a busy confirmation uh, confirmation couple of weeks. Yeah, make sure to comment down below, hit the like button, comment down below what you think of the transfers as well. Is there any transfers that we missed out as well? And uh, any rider that you kind of think that Ineos Grandiers should be signing that isn't called Remco Venable or Primoz Roglic. But uh, yeah, with that, thank you very much for watching. And of course, as always, we will see you around.